watch out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Beheim! Wow, is that silence in a little bit. DeVito backs up, throws deep, has Harris right side, and the catch at the five, and he tumbles into the end zone. That's a touchdown from 46, and the Orange are rolling. The Bills make me want to shout. Allen looks to his left, fires left side. It goes to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes the catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing into this. It is over. The Boston Red Sox. Baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is On the Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7 FM heard wherever you are whatever you are doing gorgeous afternoon here in central New York hope the weather is the same wherever you are and that's the beauty of uh, listening on the ESPN app you just pull it up on your phone wherever you are there we are with you especially on a, a gorgeous afternoon like this. Happy first day of school to some of you out there, including my bride and my daughter. And many of you will go back tomorrow. If you did not go back today, some of you listening in other areas of the country are already back at school. But uh, it's that day after Labor Day, man. You just wake up today and it's like, boop, zero to 60. We're back in the groove. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. So hope you're having a great first day of school for those of you that uh, went through that today. And those are all great ways for us to come along for the ride with you on this program. But there is a bigger, better way. There's always an upgrade, right? They take you in the back and they say, all right, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but we just got this in. And it's hot, man. Everybody wants this. We're not going to do that to you. No, 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 no. Everybody can do this. And that is QSportsTalk.com. QSportsTalk.com is a magical place on the internet where you go and you can see us here in the magical studio. Hello, friends on QSportsTalk.com. So you can watch the show. You can chat throughout the show. Give us your hot takes as much as you'd like. Opine throughout the program. That's hot. That sure is. You also get your own show in the sense that the radio audience, when they're in commercial breaks, you at QSportsTalk.com are not. We keep talking to you. We keep the microphones going. Things get a little saucy sometimes. People visit the studio during breaks, and you get your own topics and conversations. If you'd like my thorough review of Outer Banks, I'd be glad to give it to you during the, uh, the breaks on QSportsTalk.com. Yeah, I watch a, a basically a, a, what's the term? Like a teen dramedy, what do they call those things? There's like a term for it. Yeah, they make the show basically for like teenagers, and I, I, I am hooked. I am in. Uh, John B. and the Pogues are going to get that gold. They're going to get it. So uh, we have those kind of fun conversations uh, when the radio audience is on the commercial side of things. So head there, be there. You get Dino Babers Mondays at noon exclusively at QSportsTalk.com, postgame press conferences, all of our shows streamed, and lots of great original programming there. 
Two great guests coming your way today, right here in this hour. The man, the myth, the legend. The Bills make me wanna. The Buffalo Bills beat reporter, Matt Perino. Now, there is a part of me in the past, and we haven't experienced this for a while, but, you know, Bills fans are very superstitious, right? Certain things get said or done, and oh, no, 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 don't do that, right? Like, everyone is picking the Bills to go to the Super Bowl. It's the thing. You're just not an NFL reporter if you're not picking the Bills to go to the Super Bowl. Now, there was a time and a place in the world where I would be very superstitious about that, and I would say, stop it, right? But I am all in on it. I'm embracing it because it makes sense. I'm going to ride that wave. I'm going to enjoy this. I wonder what Matt Perino thinks about that and getting ready for the Bills and the Steelers' first NFL uh, weekend. Of course, Cowboys and Buccaneers kick it off Thursday night. Do we have that game, Tommy? We carrying that Thursday night? I know we got uh, things going on Thursday night, Dino Baber show and all that fun stuff, but uh, uh, let me know if we're carrying that in the NFL coverage here at ESPN Syracuse. I believe we are. We should promote that if we are. Um, But football is coming, and Matt Perino is going to fill us in on that. Speaking of football, Syracuse and Rutgers, as we'll get into here shortly, our friend James Cratch from NJ.com will join us at 520 to break down the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Was Rutgers that good or Temple that bad? Somewhere in between, Greg Schiano coming back and resurrecting, uh, resurrecting Rutgers football, getting that rivalry back in uh, so many aspects of this game as we'll start to hone in on the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, and uh, James will help us break that down. Follow him on Twitter this week for all the insight on Rutgers, and, of course, read his great work at NJ.com. Do some hot takes uh, later this hour and uh, go on the blind side and SU football sound check as well with uh, Tommy DeVito and Taj Harris, the Jersey boys. Really looking forward to playing the the Jersey squad this week. And we do have that game Thursday. Thank you. Thought we did. Just wanted to double check. Yeah, football, NFL football, two days. Get ready. Love that. Giants football here on ESPN Syracuse so throughout the season and great NFL coverage. Watch uh, the Bills kick Pauly's Steelers' butts this Sunday. Let's go. You know, when you do a job like this, you got to have takes, right? you got to come in firing. you got to have the opinion. That's hot. Gotta fire them out there. I actually got an email from a gentleman about uh, something like that where I was doing something. He's like, I don't want all this stuff. I just want your takes, which I appreciate. I'm, I'm glad you guys come for that. But I don't always have. The takes. Sometimes I have questions. Sometimes I have curiosities. And that applies to this football game Saturday. I think it's exciting that Syracuse is back at the Dome. I think you're going to enjoy the new Dome experience that you did not get to experience last year. I think you're really going to like the scoreboard element. How bright the building is. It's not going to be that hot on Saturday. So I don't know what the... um, thermostat's going to be set at. I don't know if Pete Salah is going to be like my dad back in the day and say, put a sweater on, right, or whatever the case may be. Don't touch the thermostat. But at least there is the option for air conditioning if it's one of those sweltering September sunny days and you'd rather not lose five pounds of sweat inside the building. The concourses, I think, will be a little more clear because they've moved in the concession stands. And I think some of the amenities that are there, I think you're going to enjoy as a fan. I don't think the paper ticket thing is going to be a big issue. Look, and I'm going to give you some stats on this here shortly, but 
even somebody like me who is stubborn and slow to embrace change has used my phone to go to concerts, Red Sox games, and a couple of, what else? I know there was something else I had to use a digital ticket for just in the past two months. That's become normal to me. I've gotten some emails from some people that are concerned about this. They share their tickets with people, and they maybe like the the feel and the memento of a paper ticket, which it's just going away. That's not Syracuse trying to inconvenience you. That's just the way of the world. Listen to this, okay? This is how quickly these things have changed, and there's always motivation behind this beyond what they tell you what it is, okay? But let me read you this via Axios. 98% of NFL fans used mobile tickets during preseason games this summer, according to the National Football League. That is up from 67% in 2019, because, of course, last year, uh, not a lot of fans, limited attendance, so that's not a good reference point. Go back to two years ago. 67% in 2019. 67% of transactions on Ticket Marketplace SeatGeek this year have been made on mobile That's up from 7% in 2012. So you get it. People are making the change. 85% of Americans own a smartphone. That's up from 35% in 2011. Do you know how insane of a jump that is in 10 years for anything? That's how rapid things change and how fast the world moves these days? Okay. So the pandemic speeds up that process. What are the benefits of digital tickets? Well, you don't have to print anything, right? Security. There's more fraud protection in terms of, you know, the barcode they can use and things of that nature. But do you know why they're making you go to the the digital ticket? You know what the dirty little secret there is? Data. Data is everything in this world because by going to the digital ticket, they can collect all that information on you, which they then can use to turn around and sell you things like more tickets and merchandise and let you know about things. Right. And all those emails that you click and say unsubscribe, but until you do, they keep sending them to you, right? Via Axios, quote, rather than knowing the one person out of four who bought the tickets, they now know everyone who uses the tickets. That's via Sports Business Journal, right? So that's the real motivation behind the digital ticket. Not only keeping up with the times, it's easier to collect data on you, which, again, welcome to 2021. That's in every turn of the world here. So I'm not concerned about that. I know some fans are, but you'll get over it. I'm not concerned so much about some of the other things. Like, listen, there's a little confusion at the state fair this year because they weren't taking cash for tickets. However, many vendors inside the state fair were, in some cases, cash only, right? So it's always good to carry some cash just in case, but keep this in mind. There is no cash transactions anymore in the dome. And again, they'll use safety as a reason for that. The real reason, data. Because now you got to swipe your card to buy that stuff. But again, way of the world, younger generation. My daughter looks at me funny when I pay anything with cash. I'm a cash guy. I grew up that way. I'm old school. I want it in my hand. I want to see what I'm paying for something. It's easy to just mindlessly spend when you're just using a debit card and you don't feel the money being lost out of your wallet. Maybe this is just me talking because I'm, as as has been said to me many times, I still have my first communion money. That's me. But again, that's the way of the world. 
right? I'm not concerned about that. Some fans might gripe, gripe about it. There's going to be somebody that goes and tries to buy a beer, and they're going to hand over a $20 bill, and they're going to look at you funny, but everyone's got a debit card, right? So I'm not that concerned about that. What I am wondering about is the COVID policies. As of now, Syracuse is on its red COVID standing, meaning if you are inside a building at Syracuse University, regardless of your vaccination status, you wear a mask. Vaccination is an issue in the sense of if you are not vaccinated, you need to show proof of a negative test within 72 hours of kickoff, and they're not doing tests outside the dome. Like, you got to get it before you go there, right? There's plenty of free tests throughout the week. It's very easy to get in Onondaga County. But again, how many people are going to get this message? And I know there's going to be a press opportunity tomorrow where they're going to discuss this, but you can have a hundred of those things. There's still going to be somebody that shows up to the dome. I fear on Saturday, and they're going to have their seven year old with them. And they're not even going to think about what their COVID status is because per the policy put out by Syracuse university, you have a child between the age of 5 and 11, and they are not vaccinated, which they're not, of course, because they're not available to kids under 12. They have to be with proof of a negative test. So that's a woe for me. As somebody who recently had a child, my daughter's 14 now, but I remember taking my kid to events in that age group. That's an inconvenience for me. Let's just be straight up about this. Now, if you're a passionate fan, your kid loves to go, and they're like, yeah, fine, I'll go take a test. I don't care. Awesome. But that's a hindrance. We're all in a world where health and safety is important, where protocols are important, and we are in a different world, but let's be real about this. It's going to make me hesitate. Do I want to take if you're taking more than one kid, by the way, do I want to go out of my way to go get tested just to go to a football game? The masking thing, I think, is going to be interesting because, and again, I have questions here. I'm not being, I don't want this to come across the wrong way. I have questions. Who's going to enforce this? How strict will the enforcements be? When people go to sporting events, they're often eating and drinking things. And as per the policy right now, you can take your mask down to do so. I mean, you have to, right? As long as you're like, you're going to let me eat and drink, and again, I'm going to put my mask down, right? Syracuse is an indoor facility. Crowds across college football this weekend. You just saw them jammed into the gills. Just having a good old time. Not a mass to be seen in many of those places. They're outdoors. I've never quite figured out the indoor thing. It's still a, a pretty massive facility, right? There is filtration and all these things, but the policy right now is you got to wear a mask. And let's face it, I've heard the stories on this show and off this show many times about some ushers that, you know, let's say uh, go on a power trip, telling people to sit down and telling people to do things that go well beyond their job description. If somebody's being a knucklehead and they're swearing or too drunk or being, you know, in one way or the other violating the rules, then sure, yeah, you got to deal with that. But you're going to have an usher tapping you on the shoulder. Sir, can you wear your mask, right? Like, again, let's be real here. That's, a, that's going to deter some people from wanting to be in the game. Like it or not, and I don't like this because it should not be a political issue, but I live in this real world and I see what it is. There's people that won't go just because of that. So I think everybody involved knows that this is a baby step, right? I think Dave Bullard, to use a fair reference again, had a pretty 
fair, no pun intended, quote, about attendance at the fair this year. All we heard, oh, attendance is down at the fair, and it was. The numbers showed it. I think COVID and the Delta variant and people still being skittish about being in a large public space, even outdoors, not quite sure about that. So, of course, attendance was going to be down. It was 18 days, and I think there was other factors. There were certain events that were attended very well, speaking to people's motivation to go to the fair, right? I mean, there were concerts that had single-day attendance marks on its own. So, point being, Dave Bullard said something, the great Dave Bullard from the great New York State Fair, media figure here in central New York, for those of you who remember Dave, that, hey, look, last, and I'm paraphrasing what he said, but it was basically... We didn't have a fair last year. We had a fair this year. So that's progress to make. If our numbers are down, hey, people came. We had a fair. I think if you're Syracuse, you've got to look at it that way. People couldn't come to your games last year. They can this year. But I think there's got to be an accepted reality of there's just going to be some people that don't want to deal with this. Those that do, God bless them because they really want to be there. Speaking of data and learning about your customers and your fan base, you're going to find out who really wants to be at this game. I'll take five tests if I want to be there. I want to watch this team. I want to be back in the Dome. I want to be home. I want to watch football. This is what I do. You're going to find out who those fans are. You're going to find out who those students are, some of which will be experiencing their first game at the Dome. There's a little momentum here. This team won a game. Had they lost... To Ohio, I don't even want to think about what that building could look like because people, you know, are they're fair weather and make decisions based on things like that. But they won a game and people are intrigued and they're like, okay, I can go along with this. And if they go two and zero, we're really building something here because then they're going to go three and zero and beat Albany. And now, hello, we're having ourselves a conversation here about what this team could build to. So, again, I don't have a take on this. I have questions about this. I have curiosities about this. And, frankly, I hope I'm wrong. I hope people have just adjusted and they know what the deal is. And to go to certain things entertainment-wise in the world today, there's going to be provisions like this. That's just the way it goes. I'm just curious how it's going to go. And and you put all these rules and enforce, you know, all these rules and policies in place, who enforces it and how? That I want to know. The tailgating thing is interesting to me because it go read the 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 policy that Syracuse put out. Those rules apply to tailgating where you're outdoors. Yes, in groups, but not like massive groups of thousands of people in a typical tailgate, so what? Now, the fine mess tailgate and some of the, the good ones out there, yeah, they, they get some people. But, look, I'm not Dr. Fauci, but I know that outdoor transmission is next to nil. On a sunny day, which the weather's supposed to be good. So we're going to have people driving around in golf carts saying, hey, put that mask up. Like, I think Syracuse, and I would never assume this, but at least they could say, hey, we have a policy. And they're probably required to put out a policy. They're required to remind people about the world we live in today, New York State rules, and at the very least, it's it's the old cover your butt. Be like, well, we do have a policy about this, right? Like that, I, I sign 100 emails a day about that from the companies I work for, right? And you have to go to this training and do this. It's, that's just part of life. Okay. I'm as curious as anybody how that's going to go. I wish I had the answer for you. If you're a fan who's in that position, 
and you're thinking about it, you're not quite sure what to do about it, I would like to hear from you. I'd like to know what your thought process is there. Because the true fans are going to be there. Like I said, they'll take five tests. I'm there. I'm going. It's football. Yeah, whatever. Got to take a test. I'm there. But they're in the minority, I think. I think. All right, let's break on that note. We will come back with Matt Perino, talk some Bills football. Before we do slide into that break, though, we will see how the market did on this Tuesday afternoon. All the kiddies, not all, most of the kiddies back in school today, tomorrow, through the week. And, you know, Lee, summer's over, man. That's it. We're, we're back in the swing of things, baby. Uh, All right. Fresh start. Yeah. Fresh start. Let's go. So how did how the market approach that, knowing that life's getting back to normal? We're getting back to normal. NASDAQ, uh, for this year anyway, was back to normal, up a little bit for the day. But the Dow was down, so we were mixed uh, to begin the week. Uh, I've got two diamonds today. The first one is Match Group, uh, you know, Tinder like that, up 7%. They're added to the S&P 500. And my second-place dog, Callaway Golf, up almost 4% as the golf craze continues. And Bitcoin was a dog, and that's all I'm going to say about that. All right, my friend. (laughs) Always a I, I hope your golf game's not a dog these days, speaking of the golf craze. Never, never. we got to like get out there, Brent. Yes. Yes, we do. Fall <laughs> golf is one of my favorite things. So uh, It is. It's frustrating right, playing with you, though. I heard you're a scratch golfer, so I'll, <laughs> yeah, just, okay. I'll just have to deal yeah. with that. But, uh, <laughs> thank you, sir. All right. Yeah, thanks, Brent. There he goes. That's my man, Lee Baldwin. Go find uh, Lee, his great crew. You hear him. On this uh, great segment that we do, Bill and Mike and the great uh, crew there at Lee Baldwin and Company. They're in Cas, they're in Utica. Get all the information at LeeBaldwin.com. We'll break on that note and return, talk some football with Matt Perino. Stay right there. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back, friends, or welcome aboard, however that describes you. We're so happy you're here on the block ESPN radio, QSportsTalk.com, where every Monday you get the head coach all yourself, Dino Babers, with Gomez. You can watch, you can interact. Uh, I would subscribe if I were you. That means you can ask Coach Babers questions. Uh, you can subscribe absolutely free with your Amazon Prime account, and all subscribers in the month of September will receive a QSportsTalk.com t shirt, Dino Baber Show. Mondays at noon on QSportsTalk.com. Of course, we'll have the head coach with us on Thursday throughout the week and the Dino Babers radio program at Heritage Hill Brewhouse, 7 o'clock on Thursday. So plenty of opportunities to hear from the head coach throughout the week. Thanks, Brent. Thank you, Coach. We would like to hear from some of your players right now, if you don't mind. Tuesday is when the players talk. Our SU SU sound check here, pardon me. And look, we know what this week's about. New Jersey. Tommy DeVito's from New Jersey. Perhaps you've heard. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> no, I was kind of upset, obviously, you know, the whole COVID thing last year, but we were supposed to play them last year at Rutgers. So, you know, I was super excited for that, but you know, now I'm excited to have them at home. So, of course, a lot of Jersey questions stay for Tommy, and I, I wanted to be reminded about uh, his thought, presa- uh, thought process, pardon me, being from New Jersey. Was he recruited by Rutgers? Did he think he was going to Rutgers? To take me back. Yeah, I was recruited by them. Obviously, it was different coaching staff. Uh, Shiana was not there. But, you know, it's kind of different now because a lot of my high school coaches who I had in high school and coaches that I've been coaching against in high school are now a part of that staff. So I know I'm very familiar with that coaching staff um, over the years from when I was younger. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. Look, it, no matter what state you're from, you got to step up against a Greg Schiano defense. He's going to have tricks and blitzes and schemes, and James Cratch will tell us all about this coming up 
in a few minutes when he joins us from NJ.com. But here's what DeVito said about facing a Greg Schiano defense. Yeah, I was recruited by them. Obviously, it's different coaching. Staff. Yeah, I was. Whoops. Sorry. Hit the wrong button. Give me a sec. Here it is. It's exciting. I mean, you know, just the same thing. You know, Jersey football. You know, there's a lot of tough guys over there. You know, they recruit good guys. And, you know, we got some Jersey guys on the team. So we've been talking about it. You know, I know a bunch of the guys that played against a bunch of them in high school. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Get more comfortable in the pocket at this point? That was my first time, you know, getting hit. You know, it's a little different than practice when guys just running by and the whistle gets blown. So, I mean, I, I felt comfortable in the pocket. Um, I have trust in them. You know, that's going to build week in and week out and throughout the week. So I'm looking forward to it. DeVito on what's at stake in the DeVito Bowl against Jersey. There's a lot at stake. I mean, you know, the game is on the 11th, September 11th. So, you know, that, that has a lot of meaning behind it in itself. And then, I mean, just the Northeast thing. I mean, two big schools in the Northeast, obviously, besides Boston College, were the two big schools up here. So, you know, that goes into recruiting and everything else that goes into it. So, um, yeah, there's a lot riding on the game. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun, you know, with the fans because they're close. So I'm sure they're going to travel to the game and first home opener. So there's going to be a lot of Syracuse fans going to be packed. And I'm looking forward to it going. How about another Jersey boy, as the famous Broadway show says? Taj Harris playing Rutgers as a Jersey guy on set. Yeah, man, when, when we got them on our schedule last year, I, I was excited, but, you know, we didn't get to play that game. And we was going to actually play in Jersey, you know, it's closer. I would have been able to got, get some people out there to the games. But uh, it's definitely big, you know, being that I, I was recruited by Rutgers and that was a place I was thinking about going. I asked Taj about those uh, deep balls from Tommy DeVito right there in the end zone. One time down the sideline, another. They getting closer to connecting on those? It's just timing. You know, in-game, you know, reactions, you know, everything is faster than what you expect it to be. And it's just adjustments. We just got to make adjustments. Uh, DeVito on that same subject. They're going to hit. I mean, like I said, it was inches. Like, going back on film, it looked even closer than it did on the field. Like, it is so tiny details. And... It, it, it's all getting situated. It'll be good. Back to Taj Harris, who was excited to be back in front of some fans this week. It's big, man. I can't wait to get in that dome. You know, look out, see orange, everybody going crazy. Thursdowns getting loud. I can't wait for that. He passed Marvin Harrison on the all-time reception list at Syracuse last week. That's kind of a big deal. Great moment, you know. It's great to be able to be mentioned with the great such as himself. But... It's definitely something to just keep working on, something to keep racking up. Nothing happens for Taj Harris or Tommy DeVito with that offensive line, and they played uh, pretty good in that first game, opening holes for Sean Tucker in the run game, only allowing one sack in the passing game. Chris Bleich's out there for the first time, and, uh, boy, he liked it for sure, and he's looking forward to his first opportunity in the carrier. Dome. When I was on my official visit here in 2019 when there was fans, from what I've seen when – they beat Wake Forest. It's actually a pretty wild place. I think, honestly, I think the Dome is one of the nicest stadiums in the country from everything I've seen from down south. I just think the venue here is really cool, and I'm actually really excited to see the fans for the first time and play in front of them. Chris here on uh, bonding a little bit with DeVito last year when they were both uh, out uh, for their own reasons. It was actually me, him, and Dakota Davis. <laughs> um, I feel like one of the best times we had personally is it was one their away game, so we just had a little barbecue outside of UV parking lot. We had a smoker and everything. I mean, that was just one of the most notable things, and we just talked about everything when we're healthy again and getting back to playing. Chris, on uh, week one, certainly a lot of football to be played, but what they learn after just a week on the football field? I think our mindset from what happened last year and how we rebounded this year, I think the way we worked. I mean, I feel like everyone has the same mindset and the same goal for this team. Coach Mike Schmidt is new to the Syracuse coaching staff, and uh, if you want to have an offensive line coach, as I've said in the past, uh, you want your offensive line coach to look like an offensive line coach, that he can get right out there on the field 
and Coach Schmidt certainly uh, fits that description. Here's Chris on his impressions of the coach and kind of his message before things got going. I mean, I think the unit's just grown together as one with under Coach Schmidt. I mean, I feel like he came in here and really got a hold of us, like kind of sat us down and just coached his fundamentals, how he wants it done, and I feel like everything that he's doing for us showed up on Saturday. But, I mean, we'll see how it goes next week. Obviously, tougher competition. I mean, Ohio is a great team, but this is a bigger conference. So, I mean, our goal is to do the same exact thing no matter who's in front of us. On to Garrett Williams, who I asked when he knew that Deuce Chestnut all right, that guy's legit. I've known since spring, you know, because as soon as he came in spring, I want to say his first practice, he got an interception. And then after that, you know, it was just consistently just making plays all over the place. And then as soon as we got to fall camp, he really turned it up, made even more interceptions, more big plays. So I already knew what it was. Um, going into the game, you know, me and him roomed together for the game, and we were chilling, and he was, you know, he was calm. He's regular, just like another game for him. So I had no, no doubt that he was going to do what he did. How about once upon a time, you benefited from the quarterbacks maybe not wanting to throw to Iffy, not wanting to throw Andre Sisco's way, not wanting to throw Trill's way. Now is Deuce getting the, the benefit of quarterbacks staying away from you? Yeah, I 100% agree because I feel like it's kind of the same thing that happened with me last camp being on the other side of Iffy and me guarding Todd as well on that side. So it was like, okay, I'm the new guy. It's our best receiver. Let's just keep trying to keep trying. And obviously you're going to get got, but it just makes you better. So then when you came in the game, there's no pressure because you feel like you've already faced the most you can see. A little bit more from Garrett here on the electric debut of Deuce Chestnut, who was named the co-rookie of the week in the ACC today. We do a lot of things just like running and things like that to stay in shape because we're going to play a lot of snaps during the season, especially with the coaches depending on us to be in there every snap, uh, every down, things like that. And then just technical things and just trying to tell him all the things that I learned last year that he's going to see at some point that you don't know until you've really been in that, you know, just handling an away environment. Um, how much faster the game is versus practice, little things like that, how to react in uh, pressure situations. Garrett Williams on not just Deuce, but a number of uh, young guys getting on the field and looking like they belong. Yeah, I, I feel like it means the program as a whole is moving in the right direction. Uh, even beyond Deuce, that freshman class has a lot of guys who are going to be really, really good players, and I think they're even going to help uh, at some point this year. You know, So I feel like the program as a whole, especially being just a young team in general, we're only trending upward, and we have a good recruiting class right now, in my opinion, too. You know, So I'm... I'm excited for the director. So, there it is, our SU football sound check. Thanks to Tommy DeVito, Taj Harris, and Garrett Williams. Chris Bleich as well for speaking with us today. We'll break on that note, come back, and learn a little bit more about this Rutgers team Syracuse will face Saturday, 2 o'clock kickoff pregame with yours truly right here on ESPN Syracuse at noon. We got a nooner. And then the postgame show joins Stephen Fonny and James Mungro. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the um, RomanoCars.com quad pregame show. My fault. Steve and James Mungro an hour prior to kickoff for every home game. They'll get you ready for the upcoming matchup live on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio Syracuse. There you go. The postgame show afterwards, though. Burdick Ford, Burdick Toyota, Burdick Lexus, Burdick BMW postgame show. It's all happening after Syracuse and Rutgers. Saturday afternoon, I'll be with you on the pregame show right here starting you called it Nooner. Let's break on that note. James Cratch will join us from NJ.com. Let's learn about this Rutgers team, shall we? Stay right there.